When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whether it be a detail wash or service, Berwick BMW have all your motoring needs covered. Rotoflex. World-leading biomechanical design by Blunt. Stability meets the freedom to move. Available at participating retailers now. The Run Home with Andy and Gazy. Great to have you with us, folks, on this Friday afternoon, February the 10th, uh, 2023. And just magnificent to be here yesterday. It was a breath of fresh air for us to be part of Dwayne's world uh, and encourage mm. midday madness. And after the uh, twenty subsequent 21 hours mm. uh, that we were off air, or 21 and a half hours that we've been mm. off air, Andrew, Gaze, good afternoon to you. Mm-hmm. Midday madness should go cocoa bananas this afternoon. Well, it should. But here's what uh, was the big takeaway from yesterday. What's our pledge, however? And right... You call, you get on. Thank you. But here's the thing. Uh, speaking of management, uh, and I, you know, we don't like to blow our own trumpet around here, but yesterday, oh. off the charts, the most listened to day of radio in the history of the network. Is that right? I, I believe it, I believe the numbers of people listening yesterday, the early data, mm. that this just underlines what uh, a, a compelling... What we bring to the table. I don't think it was us. Well, I think it was. I don't think it was us. What a compelling test <laughs> series in the right time slot in Australia will do. Might have had a bit to do with it. I, I, the numbers of people listening uh, and contributing via the measurable platforms mm. yesterday... Uh, exceeded a grand final day in the Australian Football League. Extraordinary. Which which is, it is quite extraordinary. Mm. So uh, the interest levels in this test match are only going to be heightened after some of the stuff that has come to light since uh, the day's play yesterday. Most notably the, the painkiller ointment. Uh, that uh, Nothing to see here, any. Well, there's something to see. There's Very something to little. See. There's something to see. Very little from what I saw. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. You call you get on midday madness. The Test cricket, the NBL playoffs, the NBA trades, uh, the fuss being made over Oleg Markov, uh, Alexander Volkanovsky. A question I've got for the audience: Is he Australia's most underappreciated champion? Volkanovsky. Oh, I'm not a UFC. Is that his name? That's the Alexander yeah. Volkanovsky. Well, how silly is that? Oh, I know him and I know the great work that he's done, but I didn't know that was actually how you pronounce his name. But he's a star, Andy. How many world titles are we talking? Oh, I don't know how many world titles. He hasn't lost a fight for 10 years. He won 22 straight fights. He's fighting. He's going up a weight category on Saturday, uh, Sunday over in Perth, mm. taking on one of these Dagestani fighters from Russia. These these blokes are scary. Think about you know the Rift Valley in Kenya. From Russia, you know the Rift Valley in Kenya, where all the great yeah. uh, long distance runners come from. That right. altitude and yes. training. That's where if you want to be a great marathon, a great distance runner, right. you go to the Rift Valley in Kenya mm-hmm. and you run there. Right. If you want to be a terrifying fighter, yes, wrestler, uh, MMA type operator, gotcha. You come out of Dagestan, which is a, a former part of the Soviet Union. I know somebody will correct me on the uh, geopolitics of it all, but uh, it's part of Russia, uh, mm-hmm. and it used to be a separate state, I think. But these are the blokes who, when they're kids, like, they, 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 they fight. They box. They wrestle. Box or? Res- wrestle, wrestle. Mostly wrestlers. Mm. And as part of their training, 
they fight bears. Mm. Actual bears in the forest. No, that can't be true. They go out in the forest in the snow. In the snow. They don't go and fight wild brown bears. Wearing all black bears, whichever ones they can get their hands on. Keith. No, they don't. They don't even wear warm clothes out. There's no snow jackets. They go out there bare-chested and fight bears to train them. And Keith. You're watching too many movies. Keith. <laughs> Come on, mate. This is not The Revenant I'm talking about. He's not Leonardo DiCaprio. You're watching too many movies. If anyone knows about the Dagestani fighting traditions, and I am on the money about... Have you seen a bear's claws? Have you seen these Dagestani fighters? <laughs> Here's a bloke, Khabib, right, who was one of these fighters. Father put me into wrestling with a bear when I told him, hey, this bear tried to bite me. Mm. And I remember when he told me, like, bite him back. No problem. You have to wrestle. You have to keep going. That's one of those fighters out of Dagestan. They fight bears, mate. Mm. Uh, anyway, is he one of the most – is he the most underappreciated? He's going up to a – I'm going to get all the mm. – he was a super – Featherweight, he's going up to featherweight or something like that. He's, a, he's one of the lower. Well, but he, he's pound for hmm. pound the number one ranked fighter in UFC. And well, he's fighting the bloke who's hmm. number two mm-hmm. pound for pound ranked fighter in the UFC. It's extraordinary. It's going to be massive. But by and large, hmm. I think the Australian sporting public uh, are not familiar with his work. They don't know anything about this Is bloke. that a product of it because it is the UFC that, that maybe it polarises a little bit? Well, I'm not, you and I aren't massive fans of the old UFC, oh, I'm Kate, not, but, but I'm, I'm, not a, a, I'm partially aware of this bloke. I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to it. I appreciate the work that they, were, they, oh, yeah. uh, they do. It's incredible what they put their bodies through. But uh, 037, he's Australia's best current athlete, full stop. There you go. Well, there you go. He's getting the love and appreciation that he deserves. Mm. He's going up to the lightweight division. He's currently in the feather. He's currently the featherweight champion. So mm. thanks, Roderick, and thanks, Ben. So that's the situation there. Volk so, is a great fighter, great Australian sportsman, and an even better person. That's from uh, 486. Othi is Raider. Volk is elite. If he beats Islam, he is undoubtedly the goat of MMA. Well, there you go. So it's the number one. Now, is MMA different to UFC? UFC's <laughs> – Rod's, Rod's had a conniption out here. Oh, Rod, sorry, you're Rod. You're asking that question. <laughs> MMA Have is, I said something? MMA, correct me if I'm wrong. MMA is what they do. UFC's the brand that they fight under. Okay, gotcha. That, that, that's – Mixed martial, martial arts, fighting, isn't it? And, and but I thought fight. UFC might have. Well, know, it's Dana White's company, isn't it? And they, right. And they, so they, yeah. So that, that, mm, that don't okay. get me into the technicalities, but I have a very, very partial understanding of this sort of stuff. But I do know that this bloke, his record uh, in a, an emerging and international sport, and mm. one that is highly competitive, probably dem- demands greater recognition uh, from the broader Australian sporting mm. community than he probably gets. It may have something to do with the fact that. Perhaps we haven't all warmed to this caper, you know? Bears actually hibernate when it snows, Andy. That's from David. So a bear's never been out in the snow before? I'm, of course it has, but they actually hibernate. They, they uh, have well, a, go, a they, go, they go and pick on sleeping bears. Mm-hmm. So they get them when they're a bit dozy, mm. which is probably not a bad idea. Oh, you're not getting yeah, a lot of support for them. Okay, the Jake's, in, Jake's in North Wander North. Mm. There's a couple of blokes who are rung about fighting bears. Let's see whether there's any truth to this. Might just be a an urban myth amongst the Dagestani community, but who knows? It might actually what, be. What's a the name of the community? Dagestan. It's Dagestan. Pa- it's, it was an it was a like a region of the old uh, USSR, I believe, mm. and now it's part of the Russian. It's part of Russia. Well, are, 
if it's part of Russia, then they're not allowed to fight right now, I wouldn't imagine, given what's going on with the... Well, uh, that's probably why they call themselves Dagestani. Right. I don't know. Again, it's a very good point you raise. Maybe there's different rules in this sporting organisation. Mm. But there's tennis players playing for Russia who uh, are Russian. Just not... The bloke we talked about yesterday smashed all his rackets. No, that's true. He's they're just Russian. not allowed to carry the flag. And, oh, that's all right. They're still allowed yeah. to compete. Mm. Doesn't mean they're not from Russia, mm-hmm. does it? No, that's true. Thank you very much. All Belarus, Belarusian. That's correct. Mm. You've got a bit on that too, by the way, today. What's that? You've got a bit on that with the IOC and people, Thomas Bark and all that. We'll get to that a bit later on. Jake's in Wanda North. Jake. That's true. What can... It was sort of an off. Though. I didn't realise where we were going with it, but I'm happy well, to go with it. I thought you mentioned that there was going to be part of our midday madness. Just a bit of a conversation we had about <laughs> uh, what's going on as far as uh, Russians competing in the upcoming Paris Olympic Games. Jake is in Wanda North. Midday madness. You call. You get on. That is our pledge. Tim Kelly, Adam Collins, Mick Kent Jr., Kelly Wilson, hey, can all I... in between. Can we just get to Jake? Yeah, I just I've just, said g'day to Jake four times I know, now. I know, but I've just got to set the platform for the remainder of the show because there are those that are questioning the guarantee because they they of the weight that they have to, to have. Well, well, you have to be – we give the guarantee, but because we've just got copious amounts of callers calling in, there might be a bit and, of a weight. And I'll tell you this too, whoever's having a bit of a sook in the corner over there, you won't get on if you don't <laughs> ring. That is an absolute guarantee. So right. if you want to get on, you've got to call. And you so might if you don't have to call, wait. Yeah, that's right. Mm. But we'll try and get to you. When we see the names on the screen, we're aware that you're there. If they stay with us, we got the guarantee, Andy. We get to you. Jake, now can I get to Jake? I've yes. said g'day to Jake four times. This is the fifth time. <laughs> g'day, get Jake. To, oh. Let me do it. G'day, Jake. G'day, guys. Bloody hell. Gabe, you can talk underwater, can't you? Oh, you're joking. Thank have you. Have you not listened to our Thank program? You. Old mate here gives it a good rattle. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. Finally, Jeez. someone's been listening. Jake, go ahead, Jake. Uh, mate, a couple of years ago, there was um, circulating on Facebook a video of Khabib fighting a bee. We'd only been 10 or 12 years old. He was wrestling with him, and he choked out of that bear just like he choked out Conor McGregor for the title. Well, there there's go. a difference, Jake, between one bit of vision of one person stupidly wrestling a bear as opposed to this is part of their normal training routine. There is a big difference. Thanks, Jake. Let's go to James in Cheltenham who wants to talk about fighting these bears. Hello, James. (laughs) James, are you there? He's gone. He wanted to say, Ray, you are 100% right. I don't think The Dagestanis do this as part of their uh, journey into manhood. He's just sent me a text message. That's part of it, is it? That's part of what they do. Honestly, Andy, you're taking because, it to. I want to know whether you're actually taking the P one double five or you're being serious. It is. It is a. It's a. It's a legend. The Dagestani wrestlers. There is right. a legend that they go into the wilds, into the into the for, Dagestani forest, mm. and seek out a bear to right. fight. I, I don't know if it's like I said. I don't, I'm not sure. I. Willing to tell you that he's not part of their usual training routine. Oh, you, you don't go, go and go, okay, give me four burpees, go out there, I want you to bench 100 kilos, run around, do a 2K run, then go out in the forest and find a bear and wrestle it. No, Andy, I don't think that's the case. Tony's in Bayswater. Good afternoon to you, Tony. Welcome to Midday Madness. Hey, gents, how are we? Very well, thank Good. you. I've got a I've got a pox and a rocks. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll happy. start off with the rocks. Yes. I went to the I went to the Phoenix Wildcats last night. I won two tickets on Dwayne's show. A oh, good man. The um the rocks was the Phoenix in the third quarter when they when they had a thirteen <laughs> to fifteen did. point lead and they were absolutely dominating. They and then did. the Hawks is when they the last quarter with 
nerves, I reckon. <laughs> well, they gave up 41 points uh, in the last quarter. So defensively, they were, had an 11-point lead at three-quarter time, and they gave up 41. And the little maestro, Bryce Cotton, yeah, and Tony, you should be wrapped to have seen greatness because Bryce Cotton is greatness. One of nine at halftime and two points. Ends up with 26, 18 of them coming in the last quarter, took complete control, and it was an absolute delight to watch. Okay, two sides to every story. Mm-hmm. So Bryce Cotton lifted, carried his team with him. Mm-hmm. When they needed a champion to lead the way, mm. he stood up and he dragged his team back in, and everything you just said is great. Mm. But surely they don't have 41 points if the other mob yes. are doing their job. Well, Keith, can somebody please tell me yes. how that was allowed to happen? Don't just tell me Bryce Cotton's a champion because we know that. Mm-hmm. Surely the other mob somehow contributed to their own demise. Uh, well, of course they did. And they how were, did that happen? Well, well, you, first and foremost, you've got to give the other team enough of the ball to uh, score 41. So there needs to be a large exchanges of the ball. You've also got to go missing a little bit offensively and you're not putting the ball in the hole yourself. Extraordinary. So there's a combination of things, and, and clearly, though, the biggest one is, is defensively. Now, it is hard when you're dealing with one of the greatest of all time. I understand Make that. no mistake no, about no, it. No, but no. 41 might be the highest – I need to check this – might be the highest score in any quarter all year. <laughs> might be. It was only in a knockout final, so nothing to worry about. Uh, but it was uh, it was a cracking game, and it was unreal. It was brilliant. Your, your coverage was but great. The coverage you blokes put on was outstanding. Appreciate the match, it. The boss, I did. There was a little glimpse of the bo- our boss here yes. at halftime when that bloke knocked down the three, yes. uh, and then just ran into the change rooms. They took a f- all Gary the momentum. Yeah, Gary, yeah. Yeah, Gary Brown, right? Yep, yep. All the momentum's with Southeast Melbourne at that stage, and he just trotted past Hutchie. <laughs> who uh, didn't look happy at that stage. He had a look mm. on his face like a bear had just been knocked over by a Dagestani 13-year-old. <laughs> he wasn't happy. Uh, and then, uh, lo and behold, and at three-quarter time, mm. he must have been even flatter. But then his man, he man, well, he man I, came to play. I didn't see our man Hutchie during the last quarter, but the fact that he's jumped on the social media, and he hasn't apologised, but he just sort of conceded he might have went a little OTT. In the last quarter. Right. Okay. Just Did got – and he tweeted. apologised. It wasn't an apology, but just recognising that <laughs> – That's great. That perhaps – and as you should, he's owning a team, he's, in, he's invested in it, and he loves his team, and he's the ultimate supporter when you're and, in those circumstances. And cop the rounds of the kitchen last year. Yep. Don't let's not forget that. And we're not sticking up for him. He's big and ugly enough to look after himself. But he copped the rounds of the kitchen last mm. year. He was publicly public enemy number one over in Perth. Yes. So if you put your your you put your plums on the line the way he mm-hmm. has and your yep. dollars and cents, mm-hmm. hey, you get every right. Of course you do. You get every right to get a bit emotional uh, one way or the other. Enjoy the good times. That's what be it plenty is. Plenty of the other. Yep. And they live to fight another day. No, and, it was uh, it very. Dis- I mean, I hate to say this because you know I'm happy for Hutchie, but as a Victorian. I did have a soft spot here, hoping that uh, the Phoenix could possibly get through this. And they had a really high-quality team, and for most of the game, or big chunks of the game, they looked well and truly in control. I've been trying to uh, tell you, there's a team that you still haven't paid any attention to down on the the Apple Isle uh, that you should be taking some notice of. I love them to death. I love the way they go about it. Now, I will continue 
to be objective in my assessment. You and tipped against them again last night. You I said did. they wouldn't make the playoffs at the start of the that year. You tipped not, against them again last night. That is, you said they're a bunch of scrubs. I There's no good players in the team. Don't you say that. People are tw- you're creating a narrative that's completely and utterly untrue. And here they are. They've got into the prelim, or whatever you call it. Semis. Well, yeah. Semi. They win the next final, they're into the grand final series. Correct. Well, it's a prelim in most games, but you call it a semi. Uh, it's outstanding. They're it's amazing. a prelim in most games. In the AFL, it's a prelim. You win the prelim, you're in the grand final. So not most games, in the AFL. <laughs> in most other places, the big, the best it's game a in the semi. World. In the best game in the world, it is. Well, that's fair enough. But, uh, no, it was, a, it was, a, it was a, a, a real, real tough night for the Phoenix and an ecstatic night oh, for the Perth Wildcats. And the Tassie Jack Jumpers. Oh, and the Jack Jumpers. Just go whooshka. Without Josh Majette. Yes. It's the first... first game ever in the history of the Jack Jumpers that Josh Majette hasn't played. Yes. And they've come away with a win. Gee, your little, mate. A Victorian yeah. little Shawnee McDonald come in, played oh, close to 30 minutes. And Who? Isaac White. Isaac Sean Wilson. McDonald. Isaac Wilson. White. White him. Jeez, Corey was uh, Has Corey got shares in Isaac Wilson? Uh, he was certainly promoting him. <laughs> Isaac White, were you getting... What did I say? Wilson, you Isaac bizarre. White. Why am I calling him Wilson? I don't know. Is it Wilson or White? It's White! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dave Anders, folks, 20 past 12. See, here's the, here's the thing. This is, this is absolutely garbage. Do not listen under any circumstance <laughs> to Andy Mars 773. Gazy must be shattered by the success of the Jack Jumpers. <laughs> Every Jack Jumper supporter you, member you I know, reckon the ne- great man Andrew Gaze doesn't love the Jack Jumpers. Could not be no, further from the truth. No, I'll just correct one thing. It's mm. not that he doesn't like the Jack Jumpers. No, I love he ne- them. never rated them. That's all. Mm. So they were just no good. And they've continued to I defy- did not say they were no good. So don't just make. You are Donald Trump. <laughs> you just make crap up and just. <laughs> Spruik it as if it's fact. It's 20 past 12. We've got to get to a break. Uh, it is Come mid- on, Donald. You call, you get on. We're here for Berwick BMW. Book your mm. summer service today at Berwick BMW and Rotoflex by Blunston. mega hat off. Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move Brian. Um, Bex doing some magnificent work Can I get down to- there in Tasmania. Hey, Bryce, get down here now, please. <laughs> Tradies, our phrase gutters. Australia may build to last. You call, you get on. Let's whip through a whole lot of yes. those people who have called to get on. Andy's in injury, one of those. Good afternoon to you, Andrew. Good Good afternoon. How are you? Yeah, going very well, well Andrew. Well, I'm very happy because I, I nearly forgot what I was going to say. It's been such a long time between drinks. But uh, <laughs> Apologies, Andrew. But, uh, no, I'm sorry. I, I know you don't apologise. It's a great show. I like listening to you. Know, when I have you. a chance to listen to you, it's great. But um, I'm rambling on. Sorry. Um, no, you're um, The uh, Vaseline Gate is a bit of an issue for me. Yes. But um, a lot of people have talked about that, and I think there's going to be some issue, uh, things come out of that. But my, my call is it really is about I'm I'm a bit uh, uh, what you call it um, stressed out about picking my best 22 for the Essen side for this year. Oh. Beginning 22. Okay. I'm just wondering if anybody else is having problems picking their best 22, because uh, I was listening to King King and Cornsey um, this morning, as as you as you would, and um, they were going through some sides this morning and that, and and I was thinking about uh, Sam Draper. Um, you know, they're saying we've got a weakness at centre half forward in the forward line. I think he's a ready-made centre-half forward, Ooh, not a ruckman. I don't know about that. I don't know about that, Andrew. It's a very – in the modern game, it is a very, very tough position to play, I reckon. Not, not far be it from me to claim expert status here, but 
that that position out, you've got to do that much up and back running. Uh, you're not just a stationary sort of target the way maybe, not that they were ever stationary, but uh, they might have been once upon a time. The kind of true notion of the old centre-half orders, probably you and I grew up knowing it. So uh, he's a terrific around-the-ground competitive sort of ruckman follower. I don't know whether he's got the capacity – and I don't know whether he's got the footy smarts, to be honest, to play that role. I mean, that is a very – there's a lot of subtlety to that role, I think, in the modern game. So uh, I reckon they've got him in the right spot. Uh, he's shown enough. He's raw as raw as can be. Um, and if he can, if they can just chip away the rougher edges with him in the role that I think we've seen him play, mm. he could develop into a really, really well, potent footballer. I'm, I, I, others mm. might disagree with me, Andy. Uh, Andy, if you if – you, oh, Andrew, I don't, some people don't like to be called. It's just because you're Andrew, you don't you call them by their name. Because some people don't cop Andy. Oh, I don't have a problem with it, but then clearly you don't. But some do. Hey, uh, uh, Andrew, no, no. Andrew, if you want to jump on the AFL website, the AFL website has got, they're through their staff writers, they've listed every team and their view on who their best 22 is. And Kingy and uh, Cornsy are doing the of same course. thing here at sen.com.au. Well, if they've done that, have they done that already? I believe they're doing it. Okay, well, we'll. we'll We'll have something to compare oh, to. So if you're interested in that, you just jump on the SEN, AFL. I reckon. Okay, is do the that place as well. to go. Yeah. No, yeah. but I was just trying to point Andy. Yeah, well, who Andrew have they got at centre-half forward in the one that you're looking okay. at for the Bomb Race? Okay. Who's who's there? Is uh, Sam Draper named at centre-half forward well, in any of those teams? Well, stand by. I just need to find it. Essendon. Oh, okay. I've got it. Here it is. Essendon, okay. centre-half forward. Is um we've got uh, Archie Perkins. We've got... Uh, Archie Perkins no, no. forward. They do. Half forwards. Yeah, half forwards. Okay, yeah. Harrison Jones and Kyle Langford. Harrison Jones. There you go. Skinny, slight, but uh, he's the sort of player I'm talking about. Huge tank, up and back, all that sort of back and forth shuttle running that those guys have got to do now. Andrew, he might be the one that they pegged for that role. Appreciate your call, mate. Uh, Alex is in Northlake. Uh, good afternoon to you, Al. Good afternoon, guys. G'day, Al. Welcome, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks very much. Um, I've got a query regarding last night's game between the Wildcats and the Phoenix. Yes, please. Just before um, three-quarter time, there was a block charge. Yes. Um, that went for review. It did. And the review came back saying that um, mm. the, the, the guarding player didn't have established legal guarding position. Yes. He was there for a Enough time to have a cup of tea. <laughs> right. I'll be honest, uh, Alex, I, I was a little surprised at the review. Uh, they may have some angles that we didn't actually get to see on the broadcast that may have been different. But Oh, Zabruta film. From what I saw, and, and, and this is always, you know, it, it's – but from in my view, from what I saw, that was a charge. And to the point where it's very difficult to play defense if that's not a charge. Mm. So – um, but he might. There might have been some other angle that showed him still moving before the guy had, uh, before the offensive player um, had taken off. So uh, mm. it's um, mm. so yeah. It's it's always mm. difficult in those circumstances. <laughs> That's a very good point. Real minutia sort of stuff. This one call in an entire game. It was big, true. Big call, but one call. Real mm. minutia. Yeah, it's a bit of that. <laughs> but it's no, but. Alex is interested because he's just as a fan. You're watching stuff. it. You're trying. Yes. As a fan, it's important that you get a good understanding of the rules, and that's and true. That way, you can engross yourself into the game a little stronger because you're aware of what's going on, Andy. No doubt. Why do you got to be such a nasty person? <laughs> Why am I being nasty? Well, you're sort of We're suggesting some that... big ticket stuff, and this is a great thing about midday madness. Mm. Some some of it's macro, and some of it's micro. 
And that's real minutiae sort well, of micro seems type stuff. like you've bit not embracing the micro. No, like I you really should. like it when you start talking about NBA trades and you go right into like – uh, like a, four, a fourth round in 2027 is going their way and a sixth round in 2027. Well, but that. it's a bit protected and the protected means that it's this. And, oh, I love it when you do that stuff. Andy, just on that, We're and it's interesting how you think it could work in the um, in the AFL. They're trading away second round picks for 2029. It's extraordinary. And Paddy Dangerfield. That is a long time. Oh, Correct. Twenty twenty nine. It is, mate. It is, and that's why some clubs need to be protected against themselves. Uh, Paddy Dangerfield said a bit about this uh, on Twitter uh, last night or this morning. He might have put the tweet out. We'll play. We'll uh, read that tweet out a bit later on because I reckon mm. when somebody um, who is a modern sports thinker uh, and a person of real influence within our game, mm-hmm. being you know Aussie rules and a league like the AFL, when he starts proposing mid-season trades, he loves trade it. periods. I think we're a step closer to it becoming uh, football law. Well, it is. Well, it's certainly going to be uh, elevated in the conversation. The problem that you can't compare to is over there with the rules and regulations, the clubs have the power to trade you whether you like it or not. They don't have that That authority here in Australia. So that's the major difference. Correct. But some form of trading... Some form, Andy, I think would be an addition, a welcome addition to the competition. Mike, Tim, Paul, Pete, Midday Madness, you call, you get on. We're going to get to you on the other side of the no. break. It is the news, yes. Mm. Uh, it is a tradies out for Ace Gutters, Australian made, built to last. Feel my temperature rising. That's what happens in Midday Madness every day with uh, in Dwayne's world. High, high. Dwayne just having a bit of a spell. I saw Dwayne yesterday. What's he doing? He did not, was not aware, and he was coming <laughs> down from Geelong to do some uh, stuff at Fox Footy. And uh, he said, I'll turn on the Wallace and knock me down with a feather. You two are on. He wasn't aware we were jumping on in his slot. So here's Paddy Dangerfield's tweet. Given the NBA trade deadline and the extraordinary interest in it, is it time to introduce a mid-season trade period in the AFL? Helps rebuilding clubs. Teams often pay overs to acquire talent. Players in the AFL always have the final say and are never traded without oh, there's consent. My point. So mm. there's the rider on it that, uh, that uh, you, you mentioned Going into the news, Mike is in Geelong. Do you agree or disagree with Paddy? You're a fan of the whole mid-season trade uh, trade period as opposed to the mid-season draft. Saw Graham Corns yes respond to Paddy uh, Dangerfield. Thumbs up. And Corns is much better than the uh, the mm-hmm. draft because all the mid-season draft does is drag talent out of. Uh, other, lo- other leagues around yeah. Australia, and they're halfway through their season. Yeah, and they can upset out apple carts all over. The True. True. So that. there's a bit to it. Maybe a bit of both. Uh, hello, Mike's in Geelong. Uh, midday madness, Mike. What do you Good got? Work. Thank you. Oh, boys, how you going? Great show as per usual. Thank you, Mike. Um, <laughs> that's good. Hey, you're just touching on it then. I've, I've just been really involved with the NBA trade that's been going on lately, and just seeing yep. how teams are manoeuvring. Yeah. Um, you know, either blowing up and trying to get young talent in or going all in at the other end. And I think where AFL needs to get to is something not as extreme as the NBA, but something in between where they can... Teams are at the very top end are paying overs for young, you know, other talent to get in, and then the ones at the bottom are getting up a little bit quicker because at the moment you sort of don't like to see teams holding at the bottom for so long, but, mm-hmm. you know, it'd be good to see the overs getting paid as well. Plus, I think what it also does, a team on the cusp, say you're up there, you're in that four to eight position, and you may be a player or two away from winning a flag. 
rather than having to wait to the end of the season, reboot, if you do get clubs to agree and you are able to acquire that type of talent to give you the best chance for that set of circumstances, mm-hmm. I think they're so hard to win that you don't want to blow it by not have going all in on the season when you're, you've got your best chance. And you're missing a, a specific player. You know, oh, geez, yeah, no, we've no. lost a couple of yep, rucks. Yep, yep. If only we had a ruck, we, we could win the whole box and dice. No doubt. And it can be a massive win-win for the two clubs that mm. get involved. Yeah. There is, we got, hopefully we'll have time later on to talk about Kevin Durant because he's it's, a, it, it, it's, it's stick, sticking in my craw, Kevin Durant, and what he's done uh, in the last 12 to 20 hours. So mm. we'll have a chat about that at some stage. Thanks for your call, Mike. Paul's on the road. Uh, Paul, good afternoon to you. Welcome to Midday Madness here at Dwayne's World, a.k.a. The Run Home. Hey, guys. How are you going? Good, oh, thanks. Thank That's the way. So, um, good show. Um, the only thing is, I love sport. I love AFL. I love the Super Bowl, NFL. watch it all the time. Get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, watch my soccer team in the EPL. Yes. Um, love most sports. But I couldn't give a tinker's cast about basketball. Mm. I just, I just can't get into it. What would make me get into it? Well, I think first and foremost is you got, if you get an affinity with a specific team, that always helps. And then you start to uh, get a better appreciation of the team, whether it's the NBL or the NBA teams or even some of the European teams. It is unbelievable what's going on over there in Europe and the way the fan engagement. And I think, of course, like anything, once you get to understand a little bit more about the strategies that, that are in place and and uh, how a team is uh, is approaching a season, then I think you've got a better chance to, to fall in love with it. Don't be, our, it's our, not for everyone. Our, uh, our hard drives get clogged. They we, do. we get to a point where there's probably no room for anything else. Mm-hmm. And, hey, Paul, you might just be at uh, that stage. You might have so many uh, other interests that you just need to defrag a bit of the old uh, motherboard or whatever you call it, the old memory. I think you're on the right track. Uh, just a defra- bit of defragging mm. required to make some room in there for basketball. Otherwise, you mm. just have to live without basketball being part of your life. And you know what? Mm. No rules. Of course not. You don't have to be a basketball not fan. Not at all. Uh, Peter, thanks for your call, mate. Uh, Pete's in WA. Good afternoon. Welcome to me. No, Peter's gone. Was going to ask exactly the same question, I thought, mm. and got all the answers he needed. Matt's in big WA contingent. It on is. the pipe. What's going on? Did we go to the WA on the run home? I don't know. Huh. How are you, Matty? Oh, pretty flat, boys. What's wrong? Very flat, actually. Now, I reckon this is exactly how the English feel every time they come to Australia. <laughs> oh, yes. they, don't, they don't pick their best, their best players. Remember the other year when they didn't pick Broad and Anderson? And then they were four for 80-odd at lunch? Yeah. That's, that's exactly where we were yesterday. And I'll tell you what, Alex Carey... He should hand in his baggy green and give a public apology to all 26 million Aussies. Wow. Surely we learnt. Surely we learnt from uh, Maxwell wow. playing a reverse sweep and getting out. Yeah, but he, did you? were you watching the cricket the whole – did you watch his whole innings, Matt? Yeah, he batted very well. He yeah. just let himself down. Yeah, that, yeah. that that shot shouldn't be played in test cricket. Well, not in the subcontinent anyway. Jeez, he so was – his mate, he was he – was, Milking it though early. I mean, he's what was it, thirty six off thirty two, whatever, whatever he got before he just played the shot at the wrong ball. It was too far outside. His leg stump is all the wrong, whichever way he was when he played the ball. But it was, it was, he was too far across him to drag back. Other than that, Matty, I thought he'd been playing that shot really well in his innings and the momentum he was bringing the momentum back Australia's way momentarily. So I, I take your point. When you get out to it, it looks awful. It looks absolutely awful. Um, 
But I wouldn't be telling him to put it away. I reckon he's got to keep going. Back himself, it's his strength. And uh, over there, he might take a bit of the momentum away from the Indian spinners if they're setting fields to a conventional well, why, um, left-handed why setup. Why, though, on the basis – and I didn't see a lot of it because I was commentating oh, I couldn't take basketball. my eyes off it. It was magnificent. Uh, but I did see a little bit. But, but um, was it Matt? Matt's had a crack at uh, Alex Carey. But shouldn't – isn't there a pecking order of who you're going to crack, have a crack at? <laughs> and and shouldn't his attention yeah. be more scrutinised on perhaps Renshaw? Well, perhaps he can start with this. Well, yes, perhaps he can start with the selectors. And maybe we, should, we haven't even touched on any of that No, but yet. the shot, the shot, isn't that what Renshaw did? Isn't yeah, well, that... he played across the line first ball. That's what, so so as your priorities of who you're going to have a crack at, he's gone pretty hard against yeah, but, Kerry. Yeah, but uh, Matt's point is the shot that Kerry got out to was not a traditional test right. cricket shot. Okay. And we're always laying the boots into Maxie when he tra- tries that sort of stuff. And mm. um, So that was the point that he's making. Hey, hey, Jack, don't go anywhere. We'll get to you on the other side of the break. It's already 18 minutes to one. We are here on the run hunt. Midday Madness, you call, you get on. On the talkback line for King Island Golf, play King Island's Pure Links Golf Courses. Yeah, Keith, before we get back to our calls, quick trivia Talk question for you. Yep. Uh, who, what have Cristiano Ronaldo and Sam Kerr got in common? They both kick a lot of goals. In particular, mm-hmm. both scored four goals overnight. That's right. Sam Kerr did it against West Ham, 7-0 thrashing. Yeah. yeah. Thrashing. Ronaldo, who did Ronaldo do it against? Uh, yeah, one of those teams in that league. Uh, Jack's in Launceston. <laughs> I wouldn't have a clue, mate. Do you know the team? What's he, is, he some, is he in the Saudi league? What league yeah, is he playing? Saudi, well, name one team in the Saudi nah, league. Thank I, you. I don't know him. Jack's in London. But they're on top, I think. Well or done. Or second. They're one of the leaders. Who, of, who, who else is on top? Don't know. Okay. I remember reading something about it. <laughs> Jack's in Launceston. Jackie, welcome to uh, Midday Madness. Thanks, guys. Just two things. One, uh, would there be a professional sporting team on the planet of any kind that has got in the final in the first year and yeah. the playoffs in the second, Ooh. like the Jackies have. It is extraordinary, Jack. Is that, is that the point that's scaring all the AFL presidents off signing off on having a team in the AFL? I think it is. I, 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 I if anything, I think it would motivate them yeah. to want to have a team when they see the success of the Jack Jumpers and how now uh, you walk around Tasmania and everyone's got a Jackie Jump Jack Jumpers uh, jersey. It's... The, the basketball participation rates are going through the roof. You've got footy teams struggling to get their numbers. So, if anything, what they're seeing from the jack jumpers should motivate them to uh, to want to get something done there they're, pretty quickly. They're only worried about having to share the pie with another with an extra team. That's what they're worried about. It's pure financial self interest. Those who are voting against it at the moment and don't listen to anything. Ah, oh, not enough talent. And they're not. That's absolutely Who's, no one's voting. Who's voting against it? Opposition of the 19th licence, plenty, yeah. plenty. Are there? Yeah. Ross is in Fremantle. Good, up, good afternoon mm. to you, mate. Hello, Roscoe. Roscoe. Jeez, we're yes. big in WA. Hello. Yeah, WA. Hello. What's yeah. going on? Well, well, yeah, we, we listen to you guys, but I think the rest of Australia is just getting a little bit annoyed with the the Victorian arrogance, um, especially of Andrew McDonald as the host. So bringing in Hanscom, Bring in that young guy. It's just, it's Travis Head has scored runs, um, and it just seems to be very Victorian centric at the moment. And yeah, it just there just seems to be this sporting capital arrogance. But you, your stadiums are always empty, and um, I, I think that oh, that sporting culture has really just gone downhill. I'm happy for you to have your whack and no problems, but 
I thought Peter Hanscom actually batted all right last night, and Todd Murphy I thought was terrific. Hmm. I thought he bowled really well. So, um, and, and in fairness, uh, Roscoe, it, we, we were the same uh, last year or the year before when the New South Wales seemed yeah, we, to be, we were carrying on like uh, you're carrying on. Well, not carrying on, but you, we're making he's not those, carrying on. No, but he's yeah. making comments about yeah. okay. how there might be a perceived bias. I don't think that. It, I, I don't know if it's a concerted effort to uh, not have Western Australians in No, there. and tra- the Travis Head dis- uh, uh, omission is still – I'm still scratching my head. Col- Adam Collins is going to join us a bit later on. He, he can uh, he can join us and try and give us some sort of explanation as to why – Well, what is the explanation? Well, I don't know, left-hander. Well, the left-hander and his record in on the subcontinent, yet they brought a left-hander in for him. It doesn't make any sense. Mm. The bloke's – on fire, and he's anyway. We'll talk about that a bit later on. Uh, but appreciate your call, Ross. Keep listening, brother. Uh, Roy's in Epping. Good afternoon to you, mate. Get on, you, Andy. Just picking up on Andy Gaze's point. I've been listening to that selection yesterday. Mm-hmm. Now, Geelong Football Club dropped Tom Stewart because he can't play at Marvel Stadium. <laughs> Come on, guys. What's the, what's the what's the energy there, boy? If you're going to bring in a top rate spinner for head, well, fair enough, but. Come on, Renshaw. Renshaw is not up to it, and head, he's on fire. So yep. you, you don't worry about. It. You put your best team on the park. Mm. Every cricket team I've ever played in, our best team played. Yep, it's it, it backfired. It was a head scratcher. It's clearly backfired. So, so listen. Here mm. it is. You're damned if you. If Matt Renshaw comes out and he's 64 not out. At stumps, they look like geniuses. Genius, yeah. Genius, stroke of brilliance. Yeah. They knew the the player. They knew the circumstances. Great record in the subcontinent against the spinning mm. ball. All that, all mm. the things that tipped them into making that call. But gee whiz, Keefe, it's a mm. ballsy call when you're leaving a bloke out who's in a career best mm. form and he's one of the hottest Test batsmen on the country. Well, it is. Hey, Roy, I'm not uh, talking about how he looks. I'm going to give you uh, 18 holes. Cute. Of, but, hey, you know. hey, Roy, do you play golf? My word, mate. Oh, Roy, you're off to the, the beautiful club, Mandalay. You've got 18 That's holes of goal for you and a mate with a cart, if you don't mind. It's a beautiful course. It's Club Mandalay. Visit it at clubmandalay.com.au. You're going to go around in a cart and a couple of beverages. And just on Geelong, Electric Ford Tyson Stengel has signed a contract extension with the Cats to remain at Caninia Park until at least the end of the 2024 season. Welcome back to the show. Great to be here uh, in uh, in Dwayne's place. It feels odd. He's the master at this time of the uh, this time of the day, but we're doing mm-hmm. our best and we're hanging in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are very very fortunate. And to it, have, uh, well, every on. now and again, you just have to pause because we got the uh, afternoon guarantee. You call, you get on. That's but true. when there's <laughs> superstars out there that we just want to try to. Get our head around. Thank you. Uh, we need to pause. And one of those superstars worth pausing for is Tim Kelly, former cat, of course, now one of the Eagles, and one of those many Eagles who are hoping to put a couple of tough years behind them and get back to where they think they belong. And he's been good enough to join us on the show. Hey, Tim, thanks for your time, mate. G'day, guys. Thanks for having me. How is it going? Give us the give us your gut feel overview. Mm. It's been it has been a tough couple of years, obviously, yeah. with the COVID and then injuries and you know, difficult season yeah. again last year. Give us your sense of where your group's at a couple of weeks away from some footy starting. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Obviously, um, obviously last year was very tough and I guess the year before, um, you know, not ideal, just missing out on finals as well. So, yeah, it's been a tough couple of years, um, you know, but um, I reckon right now, um, you know, if I'm to be perfectly honest, I'm, you know, I, I probably haven't been, as excited um, for a year like this in, in a while. So, um, you know, I think 
I think we're in a good place right now as a group. Um, you know, we're looking healthy. Uh, we're feeling fit. We're looking fit, which is great. Um, it's probably you know a, a space we haven't been in uh, for a while now. Uh, so it's exciting. Um, I'm looking forward to this year, and um, um, all of us just want to you know put last year to bed and give ourselves every chance this year. So perfect. Perfect. And get on with it. Hey, uh, Tim, what about your own uh, situation? Because, my goodness, uh, everywhere we turn, whether it's some of your teammates, whether it's our very own Tim Gossage, says that you are just training the house down. The boom player of the preseason. absolutely yep. looking cherry ripe. Have you done something this uh, preparation time as opposed to what you've done in the past to, to get you in this Sparkling preseason form, oh, mate. To be, to be perfectly honest, I, ha- I haven't really done anything different. Um, mm. to, to, to be honest, like uh, you know, every year I think I think for every for, for, for most guys out there, you you try and um, you know set yourself up with a good off season, um, you know, which obviously flows on to you know a, a good preseason. So that, that's always been the plan for me. I just try and prepare my prepare myself every year as best I can. So mm. um, this year's been you know been none different, but. I think just you know after you have a year like we've had, um, you know we 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 got a lot, you know we got a lot of players in um, in our team who you know pride themselves on 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 being the absolute best they can, and um, you know, after the year we had, I think everyone just sort of had that you know fire in the belly. You know probably I guess nothing's really changed, but I reckon we're, we're, we've probably done things just at, a, at maybe a bit of a high level, a bit more intensity, um, and I reckon it's probably started with a lot of our younger mm. boys. You know the way they've sort of rocked up, rocked up the training, and the way they've they attack their off season, and yeah. So uh, it's just been it's been multiple reasons. But uh, to be perfectly honest, I haven't really I haven't done anything differently. But mm. just um, yeah, can't wait for the for the uh, for the yeah. year to come around, and it's an exciting time because we're you know I think we're intra club next week and playing games. Um, you know, a couple of weeks after that, so. A week after that, so um, it's come around pretty quick. Have you you've been in the cop now? Have you, we under, we know we know your journey well, Tim. You know, took a while to get in. Then when you came into the, the AFL system, you made an immediate impact. So this is your fifth season, I think it is, at, at the elite level. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe there's no six, yeah, six, no six. Six, yep. six year, mate. Yep, yeah. yeah that's right. So twenty eight, six year. Are you now? You know, whatever taking a leadership position means. Is that does that sit with you now? Are you are you do you take that on board? Yeah, look, I, I definitely um, we, we've had a fair bit of fair bit of change as well. Yeah, um, yeah. In our in our team, um, you know, over the last eighteen months, I'd say so. Yeah, I, you know, especially you know, last year I, I felt like um, in terms of um, yeah, I've always viewed myself as as, as a senior player and as as a, as a leader um, of our club. You know, especially last year, I, I felt like I grew massively in that space. Um, just you know, obviously from a uh, midfield point of view, we're we'll, we'll, we're pretty bare playing a lot of uh, young raw players. So um, just with the amount of injuries we had, so um, you know, for me, um, I've, I've kind of always been someone who I think leads by example game day, and I've probably someone who doesn't do a hell of a lot of talking um, from uh, yep. throughout the week. Yep. But that was probably somewhere I had to had to grow and take a lot of these young boys under my belt and just try and upskill them as as quickly as I could as I could and um, you know a lot more one on one conversations and things like that. So um, you know it was good uh, you know for me to sort of grow in that space and that'll be no differently no different this year. So like I said, different uh, different for me, but at the same time it was good to mm. sort of you know get thrown in in that space. So 
Yeah. Well, as you uh, try to learn about the the, learn, the leadership skills, uh, Andy and I have been monitoring some of the activities going on in a number of different clubs. <laughs> yes, we and uh, we've yes, seen we some practices which <laughs> seem highly unusual. We don't quite get what's going on, like... One of the, the, the clubs were there and we saw them separating brown rice from white rice and some of them were doing these food, these food challenges. And, in yep. fact, if you go back to the West Coast a few years ago, we saw them running around blindfolded on the no, field. That was a while. That, that, that was, was a while ago. Sort of before, yeah, before Tim's time. Hard to yeah. comprehend. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard to comprehend what's yeah, going on. I was about on. to say, that must have been before my time. <laughs> yeah, it was. Like it was. was. <laughs> have, <laughs> have you guys done... Uh, any specific leadership training that, that you know, if you just saw team building, a bit of vision yeah. of, you go, yeah. oh, geez, that doesn't quite make sense. But to you guys, might make a bit of sense? No, no. Look, oh, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, oh, off the top of my head, nothing really stands out. But, mm. yeah, it's, um, oh, it's interesting. Um, <laughs> you know, it's definitely <laughs> yes, interesting. Um, yes, it the is. Lengths, I guess um, some of these clubs go to. Maybe there's something in it. Mate, who knows, mate? The, yes. proof, the proof will be in their pudding. If they actually make a pudding, they might do that as part of their <laughs> leadership groups at some stage. You never know. <laughs> hey, you mentioned before, Tim, you know, how, how things are always changing and, you know, lists are always changing. And uh, you, you lose one of the greats. And I can only imagine what Josh Kennedy would have been like, not only as a midfielder with a ball in hand, but just as a teammate. What, do you notice the absence of a guy like that? Does it take some time to get used to not having him around? Yeah, I mean, look, you, you definitely, um, you definitely notice. Uh, I guess from from my point of view, coming you know, coming out the middle when you don't have um, you don't have Josh Kennedy um, hitting you up, um, you know. But sorry, guys, I just You're... had Simo sort of nudge me and go, mate, we're going to jump on the bus soon. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I wonder what was going on there. <laughs> Felt like you, you, we'll, we'll let you get on the bus in a bit, mate. All good, all good, guys. Uh, yeah, look, like I said, man, um, JK, massive shoes to fill for uh, our forward line, not having him there. Um, and it's going to be different not looking up, um, having him, you know, hitting up at me and, and whatnot. But, um, you know, Oscar Allen's kind of like a, a new recruit for yeah, us. True. We didn't have yeah. him at all last year. So, uh, you know, I'm excited about, you know, I'm excited about having him back in the team um, because, um, you know, he's got the mantle now. He's going to have great support there with the likes of Jack Darling, um, Liam Ryan, Jamie Cripps. You know, we've still got a lot of experience mm. there. So, um, you know, he's um, – I, I think I think we've got the guys in the mid who can, um, you know, get the ball – Going that way, and I think he's. Um, I think he's going to make it his own. So you know, I'm excited about what he's going to bring. But yeah, you know, no doubt losing a guy like JK, one of one of the best to ever do it. Um, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's going to be tough. Yeah, tough. Yeah, of course it is. For me, for me, it's strange not um, you know not seeing him down there, but. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. And and him, and uh, I guess, would be a factor. But also, just uh, with where you guys have been at the last couple of seasons, are we going to see anything different in style of play? Uh, you know, about the way in which Probably. you go, guys yeah. are going to go about it? Yeah, look, I think it's been talked on. Um, yeah, we've been pretty slow. Um, let's face it, we've been pretty slow. Mm. Um, you know, in particular, coming over our back line. But just in general, we've probably just been a bit flat, a bit slow. Um, you know, I think, you know, I think, um, you know, the group, you know, we, we've got ourselves in a position where we're, we're feeling pretty fit and we're, we're you know, we're, we're healthy as a listening. We had 42 guys train last Friday, uh, which is like crazy for us. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so um, you know, I think, I think we're fit and, that, and that's half the problem. So, you know, we're definitely looking to play a quicker brand. I think everyone is, um, that's just the way it is at the moment. So, um, yeah, look, we're, we're looking to be um, a lot quicker with ball in hand. And 
a lot more flow um, and less stag- less stagnant, less stale. So, um, you know, we're fit. Um, so now for us, it's just about getting that game sense um, together. I think fitness and health is, is half the issue now. It's just about getting all, you know, everyone as a collective, getting on the same page and bringing that footy smarts and that, you know, connectedness all together. Um, that's, you know, that's, that's what separates, you know, the, the best teams from, from the good teams. So, um, you know, that's the that's the plan. Last one before we let you get on the bus, mate. Talking to Tim Kelly from the Eagles. All of that, everything you just mentioned there in, in answer to Gazy's question, uh, will be. It's never determined by one player, but there's one player who can make a massive difference, and that's Nick Natnui. To everything your footy team does, but particularly you know your part of the ground. What 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 are you expecting from the big fellow this season? He, obviously, injuries have been such an issue for him in the past. What what are you hoping for from from Nick Nat this year? Yeah, look, Nick, he's he's so important to us. Um, you know, he allows us as mids to to be you know very dominant with our positioning um, by giving us you know most of the time first look at it. So um, you know, a lot of the time it starts with him, and you know, he's um, you know his presence that you know not only can he can have in the rock, but um, at ground level, um, he's very hard to he's very hard to stop. You know, when he's you know crash and bash and just overwhelming the opposition with you know his size and his strength mm. and his willingness to hunt the ball and, and the opposition. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely hoping that, you know, Nick, along with a lot of our guys, um, you know, can get, can get, you know, a good run at it, stay healthy, uh, stay fit. And, um, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Obviously I love playing with Nick. He, Makes my job, uh, makes my job easier. <laughs> mm. uh, that's for sure. I so, bet he does. Um, no, nah, looking forward to it. No, he's a good fella. See how Nick. Go. Yep, he's a, he's a, a, a ripper. Hey, uh, the other thing I was watching uh, might have been a news report or something, and I just happened to they had Jeremy McGovern on the screen, and gee, he looks like he's lost a lot of weight. Is he? Is there some specific plan that he's on? Is there <laughs> something going on there? <laughs> Mate, I'm actually not too sure. I did see something about I can't remember off the top of my head. A beer? Uh, he's he's, he's, lo- he's low like, carb mate, beers or something that he's yeah. got. Is that it? Yeah, there was something about low carb something. I'm, yeah, not really too sure, but oh mate, he looks great. He looks mm. great. I, I'm not sure whether whether it's intentional, whether it's just a product of yeah, the, the I guess the our training programs and things like that. But um, no, he's looking great. I think I think cross board. A lot of our a lot of our guys um, are looking good. So, like I said, that, that's that's half the problem. We you know um, get healthy, get fit, and you know for us it's just about um, all getting on being on the same same page and um, getting that footy smarts and you know um, bringing it all together. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, but no, he's looking great. He Mate, good luck. Uh, we can't wait. It's a couple of weeks away before we start get right into these couple of pre-season games and then the real thing's just around the corner. So uh, we're all building up to that, as I'm sure you and your mates are as well. We can't wait to see what your footy club produces this year, Tim. Thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Can't wait. Good on you, Tim. Remarkable day of Test cricket out of Nagpur. First day, first test. Didn't disappoint from the opening ball of the day right through to the con- completion of... Day one, Adam Collins and the team here on 1116 SCN have broken all sorts of uh, listening and uh, contribution records across all the platforms nationally, 1116 SEM. Kyle, it was a fantastic day, mate. Uh, as we get ready for day two, give us your sense for how this match is placed after day one. Yeah, well, look, it, 
India take the honours clearly after bowling Australia out for 177. Just on the listener numbers, what great news that is. That yeah, it's so awesome. many people across the network have, have engaged with SEN Test Cricket overseas. Last year we were in Pakistan, Sri Lanka, England and so on and now taking the show on the road to India for the first time. So gratified by that support. But yeah, on the field, we thought Australia winning the toss when we spoke 24 hours ago, fellas, that would be such a big part of the puzzle. And look, maybe it will be. I'm speaking to Manus Labashain after play last night. He thought that like... 220 would have been a pretty good score. So 177's under par. Um, but look, the, the, the pressure transfers onto the Australian spinners. Todd Murphy bowled beautifully last night, picked up his first test wicket. And I think that was quite important as well, that not only getting him in the book, but getting a wicket before the close of play. You know, none for 77 feels a lot different to one for 77, especially with them sending in notionally a night watchman. Ashwin's got five test centuries, but... In this situation, he's, he's playing the role as night watchman. So there's a bit there for them this morning. Uh, and look, it'll be... The other thing to consider is that play starts at half past nine. So it's quite dewy. And we, and we noticed that yesterday that um, the ground is quite wet early on. So um, how that will affect what Pat Cummins does initially. We saw the ball swing quite prodigiously early on for India yesterday. I don't think it will now with Australia's ball already 24 overs old. But I'd expect we'll see... Um, Cummins and Boland have a quick dart before we go to, to Lyon and Murphy to turn the screws. How do you think the pitch played? Pretty pretty well, to be honest. Mm. Uh, look, it, it turned, but it didn't um, explode through the surface. Where I've been critical of pitches in India in the past is when the competition between bat and ball isn't there. So Chennai, uh, England, India a couple of years ago, when the ball was exploding through the surface in the first half an hour. Like, I don't think that is the sort of pitch we want to promote, but that didn't happen yesterday. It turned, sure, but it wasn't the kind of turn that felt like a snake pit. We, we saw it gall last year, actually, the first test with Sri Lanka and Australia, that it was a total lottery within a couple of hours. Yesterday wasn't a lottery. India just bowled bloody well. I mean, Jadasia has taken more wickets... How's this for a stat? Since 1900, nobody has taken more test wickets against Australia at a lower average. It gives you some sense of the, the quality of the man. And then Ashwin down the other end, he's got... 450 test wickets, the second quickest all-time to that marker, and he's dominated against Australia and India in the past. So the degree of difficulty was high from the get-go. Jadesha, he's a topic, talking point, uh, not just because of the uh, five wickets, I think it was, but uh, yep. but also the fact that um, there was a, a hint of some sort of a, a assistance being applied. Now, what's your take? I didn't think there was a whole lot in it, but uh, you were there. What's it been like? I'm always super reluctant to assume that the wrong thing's happening. Um, I've been on a lot of overseas tours and uh, and uh, the way the ball is dealt with, uh, the easy conclusion with um, pictures taken out of context and grabs taken out of context is to assume something's going on. I was at the MCG in 2017, Ashes Test Match, where Jimmy Anderson was called a ball tamperer all over social media because it was a close-up shot of the ball. Mm. Um, the zoomed-out shot, he was cleaning the ball in front of the umpire and the match referee laughed away suggestions of any concerns. So, of course, um, I'm, not dis- uh, I'm not challenging the fact that uh, bowling sides, fielding sides have tampered with the ball. We know it happened in Cape Town in 2018, mm. for example, and probably before that as well. Um, but, yeah, I-, I don't want to sort of get into this and suggest that Jadeja's done anything untoward. I think the starting point should be these guys are uh, experienced, grown-up cricketers who've played for a really long time. They know there are... 30-plus TV cameras out there. And it wasn't like he was trying to hide whatever it was he was doing. It was like at the top of his mark.
mark. So um, I think, you know, he'd be a lunatic to have been actually tampering with it in a way that was um, outside of the playing conditions, knowing that it would be under scrutiny. So mm. the Indian camp have already responded um, to this overnight as well. And uh, what did you make of Paddy Cummings' bowling uh, early on in particular? Well, I don't think he will have been hit for three boundaries in four deliveries in Test cricket, often, if at all. Um, the fact that it was four balls to start the innings made it all the more striking. Mm. Two glorious clips through mid-wicket uh, from Rohit Sharma, the Indian captain, who was in sparkling form. He's 56 from 69 deliveries, nine fours and a six over long on before the close of play. And Rohit in great touch. He's known for being such an aesthetically pleasing batter. Um, they've made him captain last year. He's quite experienced. He's 35 years of age now. He was born in Nagpur. He made a century in Nagpur um, the last time India played a test here in, in 2017 against Sri Lanka. So um, he's a serious adversary uh, for Australia, make no mistake. But, mm. yeah, I, I think Cummins would want two of those balls back, half volleys on middle stump and middle and leg, uh, the type of delivery that Rohit Sharma's got to put away. So, look, Cummins, you know, four overs, none for 27, doesn't look too crash no. on. But um, if we know anything about Pat Cummins is that he doesn't bowl two bad spells in a row. Colin, just back on the Jadeja painkiller, lotion, ointment, whatever yep. it was, how much coverage does that get domestically? Oh, it will. But, you know, like the tit-for-tat stuff, Murray, like the, the, we, the Australian pundits respond or, or, or what is seen to be foreign pundits responding, whether that's accurate or not, then the Indian pundits respond to the Australian yeah, pundits. It yep. just becomes this, this Twitter spat. Um, it, it's usually fairly ungratifying or undignified some of the ways in which it's it's dealt with I look again I I don't think there's anything really in this if there was something in it we'd know about it that's yeah. the other thing right so Andy Pycroft the match referee he's overseen 90 test matches if there was anything going on at all um, I guarantee you Jadeja would have been in front of the match referee last night and we would have got a communication from the ICC this morning no, none of that's happened so I, I reckon that there's a lot of air in this and you know there are I get why media organisations are incentivised to put out um, leading clickbaity type <laughs> yes. headlines on stories, right? I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Clicks are yeah. power. Like, yeah. I'm not disputing that. Like, I understand how the, the business model works. But um, when you step back from the flame, it becomes... Um, something that doesn't have a lot of substance most of the time. I was in the car driving home from yesterday's show when the teams were announced and, you know, great news for Todd Murphy and it was terrific to see him acquit himself, you know, really competitively and, and pretty well. But uh, Travis Head was the one that we're still grappling with and you tried to explain perhaps the thinking behind it all. How, how's it settled, uh, you know, 22 hours later? I'm kind of gutted for Trav. Yeah. Um, he's a great kid. Oh, he's not a kid anymore, is he? He's like 28 or something. He's a great fella. Uh, and I know that he has been quite insecure when it comes to selection in the past. He was dropped at the Oval in 2019 for that final test match after the, all the euphoria of retaining the Ashes in Manchester. He was dispensed with there. He was dropped in the home summer against India in 2020-21 after having a poor test at Melbourne, but you know, not a bad test the week before at Adelaide. So he feels like he's never far away from being on the chopping block. And if we can draw anything from selection yesterday, a bit left field here, but if Glenn Maxwell was fit, he was probably playing this test match, right? Like they were, they were preparing, yeah, yeah. they were laying the groundwork for Maxi to play in India this year. He went to Sri Lanka last year. He was... You know, he was an inch away from playing that second test match uh, at Gaul. Uh, he was going to play Shield games before, of course, he broke his um, broke his ankle. He was going to be playing Shield games, Australia A games, Tour games. He, he was going to be set up to be ready to roll for this series. So um, maybe the thinking with Head 
this is what I was trying to get at yesterday, was that they'd actually made a call on this a long time back to go horses for courses. And they made the call a while ago that averaging 15 against Pakistan and Sri Lanka last year across five test matches might not be suitable uh, for Ashwin and Jadeja, the two bowlers we were talking about before. However, I reckon they might have overthought that a little bit. I mean, Travis Head averaged 88 in the home summer, a strike rate of 95. I mean, they, they are extraordinary numbers. Sure, the opposition wasn't too crash hot against the Windies and, and the test matches against South Africa weren't overly competitive, but you've still got to make the runs. And I think that those runs did earn him an opportunity to have another chance in Asia. Mm. He, he should have been first cab off the rank. And maybe it was due to the pitch preparation as well. The, um, the pictures that Brat snapped a couple of days ago where we saw one side of the pitch um, watered and the other not. The, the impression we got was that that was um, set up for uh, Australia's left-handers to be under, under more pressure. And maybe that's the way the surface will mature over the next couple of days. But there was really no evidence of that yesterday. So, uh, yeah, it might have been the case that a combination of head in Asia last year and what they saw with the pitch, they thought one more right-hander in Hanscom could have been a better balance. And to be fair, Hanscom batted nicely yesterday. When they needed him to counter-attack after they lost two wickets in two balls, he was able to do that. When they required him to consolidate with Alex Carey, he did that as well. He did okay batting with the tail and then it all sort of fell away. But his 31 in a low-scoring game was probably worth a, a, lot, a lot more than that. So it's not really about the, the person they went to in Hanscom. It's more about the procedural fairness of Travis Head being dispensed with after such a wonderful home summer. Hee hee. Uh, we're a little under an hour now away from handing the reins back to you guys uh, over there in Nagpur, mate, so we can't wait to see what day two dishes up. It's uh, uphill for the Australians yes. after the opening day, mate. Good calling. Thanks for joining us again today. No worries at all. The good news is the commentary box won't explode on us today. There'll be no power <laughs> shortages. We won't lose our internet connection. Oh, I no. have faith. Good, yes. man. We'll keep our fingers crossed and go light a couple of candles for you just uh, just as well. Adam Collins, part well, of the well, 1116 issue. Yes, sir. Oh, well, one or two little, uh, you know, sort of oh, teething issues. That's no good. No, no. Well, you know how it works. You're, mm. a, you're a believer in technology and I sometimes am. it just lets you down. Right. Every now and again. Okay. Hey, before we get to the news, Basil's in Coburg. Uh, Baz, why have we got you on the line, Shags? I think I might have heard the secret sound. Well, Baz, you're Baz, 100% correct. You did, Happy days. This this little uh, competition we're running, is it a competition? It's 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 not really a competition anymore. It's just an integral part of our show. Well, Baz, you, you should consider yourself very lucky because you were first on. We had a full book bang of callers with the uh, little secret sound, and you, you've picked up, for your effort, a $50 La Cabra voucher, nice. the goat of Melbourne Mexican food, La Cabra. Gee, I, I think I might go to the La Cabra tonight. Why not? I like a bit of Mexican. You deserve it after Delicious. yesterday doing both I, NBL I, finals. I, I like the line of length Mexican. I don't know how you got from. Um, I don't know how you got to Melbourne to, to Cairns for the second game so ah, quickly. We just uh, we teleport. Sensational. We work. teleport. That's great. But La Cabra, you, you should. Oh, you oh, should. You don't there. do any of that either. <laughs> you should screen, there. You? you should there. You don't do it. Let's get Andy, to... <laughs> you don't do it with the cricket. Let's get no, to... you don't do that, do you? Uh, maybe you should just change the commentary. Does that's all? Uh, let's, get, let's get. Let's get to we the. Just news. had a whack at your cricket commentary. Team. Let's get to the newsroom, shall we? Wooshka. Are they a town at the moment? Are they? Dude? Oh, word. The peppers. Well, they were. They did a little gig at uh, Marvel Stadium. Oh, didn't they? Not a little. Sizable. Fifty thousand. How many? Forty. 
Somewhat. 30, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, Fergus O'Neill, three for 11 for Victoria, uh, who were all out for uh, 307 in their Shield game. Queensland, in reply, three for 35. Fergus O'Neill rips through the top of the Queensland batting lineup. Right. It's outstanding performance by Fergie, mm. isn't it? No, it is. You know the stuff. thing with the lotion, you know, this Jadeja thing, the more you look at it, the more you think, you know, you'll, you hear their explanation and you can, you know, Surely, if they're trying to cheat, mm. they're not doing Which it. Which I don't think they were. No, they're, by not, the way. they're not. They're not tampering with the ball as blatantly as they were. So I, I think at the end, of the day, most rational people would go, "Yep, I'll cop that." He's obviously got a bad finger. It's unfortunate it happens to be his spinning finger. Well, Andy, can I just say something yep. here? Yes, please. I 100 percent agree with you. But to alleviate any of that, well, that's where I was going here. Just go, go to the umpire. Say, "Hey, old mate's got a little uh, this gel. I'm just going to go put it on." Hey, hey, Keith, come over here. And then they do it right in front oh. of the umpire and put a little more, uh, the little uh, ointment, ointment gel on, and nothing to see well, here. Well, I'll, we I'll go step further. It did look a little clandestine when he went over to his teammate, and he, but there was nothing, there was nothing in it. Well, I'll go. In my I'll go, I'll go, I don't disagree with that, but I'll go mm. a step further. None oh. of that take pl- takes place on the ground. No foreign ointment being applied to the bowling hand of a bowler whose hand comes into contact. With the ball, one three hundred seven three six seven three. I mean, if, if he's got to get treatment for his finger, like they do, go off the ground, go off the ground, and before he comes back, to on whack a, a little bit of cream on your finger. Well, yes, because oh, it looks okay. do, it because it. Hey, there may be nothing to it. Mm. There may be nothing to it, mm-hmm. but it just look. We are on red alert for right. ball tampering, and it it, it looks dodgy. Right. It, does, it has the potential to look dodgy, and it creates all sorts of issues. Well, even if you, if you, when you just, when I first so saw yes, it, go off the ground and get the treatment. Yes, when I first saw it yesterday, I'm like, oh, hang on. That's but right. when you really, when you watch it two or three times, you get an appreciation that to me that oh, I don't think there was anything going on. No, I agree with you, Keith. But that's so we move past that. Mm. We both agree with that. I think cricketers go off the ground to go to the toilet. They go off the ground to get treatment. They come back onto the ground once they've been in the loo or once they've had their treatment. Mm-hmm. If you're going into a game of cricket with a dodgy finger and it needs maintenance throughout the day's play. Numbing cream. Go off the ground and get the mm. treatment. Don't have some bloke with something in his pocket that he pulls out of his pocket and he gives to you. You rub it on your finger and mm. then your finger goes on the ball. Yep. Don't do it. No. It's just, it's no good. It's a bad. before but you. What about my view of do it right in front of the umpire? Well, just go up the slows down play. Just well, go not off the, really. Well, it, it took him. It took go, him th- well thirty seconds. Go off the ground and get it done there. Mm. That's why we. Well, have that would take longer than what it would be just to say. Well, hey, at the end of the over, a bloke runs off and another bloke runs on. How long does that take? Well, probably more time than it took I, them I don't to do so. it. I don't believe so. Well, we're splitting hairs. I don't believe we are. Hey, Andy, this yes, is uh, this is uh, when you talk about um, reviewing. And how you can just have such diverse opinions. We spoke very briefly about the red hot chili peppers. Hmm. Steve came in straight away. Peppers disappointing from all reports. Ooh. And then the very next message, Jackie Boy, g'day boys, went to the chili peppers last night and they were absolutely in capital letters. Absolutely phenomenal. Well, there you Incredible go. energy for their age. Absolute class. Well, one bloke was there and gives it the thumbs up. Another bloke wasn't there, but That's by all point. reports has given it the thumbs down. And here's another uh, a view just about the competitions that we're running. Um, this was, uh, uh, there is another radio station that had a secret sound and they won $100,000. Oh, well, you know, well, what do you want, what do you want us to say to that? No, just, just. If you like the rest, oh, there's oh. something I do want to say to that. Speak on it. No, I do. I want to say mm-hmm. something to that bloke. Mm-hmm. 
What's that? But I don't want to. I don't want to say oh, it out loud. Okay. I'd rather just keep me counsel and mm. you know let him. Well, what does he want us to give away a hundred thousand bucks every day mm. for Rod's secret sound? Does he? Five, every eight. single day. No, you can't do that. There's another hundred thousand out the door, and another hundred thousand, no. and another hundred thousand. All right. Hey, We're giving away fifty equals bucks. Thirty-five million dollars. <laughs> Very quickly, it will. Uh, Very quickly. Uh, five eight nine. Yep, Andy. Or the ump holds the cream, and the players go to him to get the 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 cream or whatever it is. That's from cheers from Stuart. That's exactly what I was saying, Stu. Get him off the. Oh, cr- not exactly. I said as long as they did it, they don't. Have to, it doesn't have to hold the cream, but if he does it in front of the it's off the ground, the ump off the ground, you go. Go and get your treatment and come back mm. on. Simple as that. No dodginess. No one has to hang on to any cream. Mm. No one's got any ointment in their pocket. Yeah. You know? Off you yeah. go. Hey, uh, 899, uh, chin up. <laughs> Dwayne, I won't be able to get your messages either. Ta-da. <laughs> Clearly, 899 has said something that has uh, uh, rubbed you up the wrong way. Well, I'm like looking after you, my man. Oh, oh, it doesn't worry me, mate. You're the one arcing up to the Oh, ta-da, 899. We don't need that. <laughs> See you, 899. Have a good day, Shags. And he's hey, 899. You'll be back. You'll be back because well, you'll listen to the rubbish elsewhere well, and you'll we come won't, back. We won't hear it. He might be listening, but he's not going to get his <laughs> messages read. But Mick Kent's going to join us. Mick Kent Jr. is going to join us. The big horses are rolling back now. It's getting very interesting. I will interesting. take an apology. I'll give him, I'll give him 20 seconds to apologise. <laughs> Otherwise, his messages will no longer be heard. <laughs> it's 90 minutes to do. Ham and ham and ham and Mick Kent, we haven't got through to him yet. Mick Kent Jr. No. Uh, allstarmile.com.au. There are T's and C's applied. People... Get online and have a vote. Voting closes are Feb 26. And if you're a fan of the uh, of the Price Kent Junior Stable, uh, they got a couple of horses who are going to be right on the front line. In fact, I'm Thunderstruck is second, I think, in current voting. And Jack and O, the highly talented youngster, uh, might be about 13th or 14th uh, currently. Are we down, Andy, are we down to a point where, you can, where you're just picking don't nominations? Me, please don't ask me questions about the voting. <laughs> I do not know the answer. Well, I didn't know whether we're still allowed to nominate. Or just anyone, just throw a name into the mix. Yeah, like I think that's could, what it was, wasn't uh, it, originally? Once upon a time, I think it was a bit like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah but And then they narrow it down, and then, okay, well, now you can pick the field from these these horses. Well, I don't, I'm not sure that's the case. Mick Kent Jr. does join us on the line. Huge day uh, at Sandown tomorrow, of course, with the running of the Group 1 All Stakes. And both of these horses uh, that we've just been talking about, All-Star Mile potential, uh, are going to be running for the first Group 1 in Melbourne tomorrow. Hey, Mick, thanks for joining us on the show, mate. We appreciate your time. Hi guys, thanks for having me. Um, do you like do you like the All Star Mile concept? Are you a are you a fan of this sort of you know a public vote horses in sort of ballot type setup? Oh, fantastic setup! They actually copied it off the Japanese model. Um, the big race there run around Christmas time, and as you know, Japan is so big into racing and it gets a huge uh, public vote. And um, it's a great idea because it gets the public engaged a long way out and uh, creates this massive build up. So. Um, yeah, it's tremendous success, and they, they get a good quality field every year, and uh, this year will be no exception. Mick, just talk us through how it actually works. Is, are there set horses that you you vote on, or do you, does the public get to actually nominate some horses? No, so trainers nominate their horses. So right. mums were due last week, and so from that list of nominated horses, the public can then vote. So, um the majority of the field is, is chosen by the public and generally the best horses get in and they do have a couple of wild card spots for horses that sort of win their way in or I think that might be might be civil that didn't make the field. Mm. How challenging is it is it for a, a, a trainer like yourself and, and, and Mick when you've got two 
really evenly matched horses that are going to be vying for the same price. Sometimes you might have more than two in a Group 1 race or a race like the All-Star Mile. How difficult is that balancing act? Uh, yeah, look, it's it's a shame they've got to compete against each other sometimes, but all the same, uh, you know, I suppose as a trainer, it's it's a good thing to have a couple of couple of bullets to fire, and they're good bullets too. The boys are both in terrific form, and uh, they'll they'll meet again in two weeks as well, and then they'll probably go on separate paths. Uh, I'm not sure if Jackano goes to All Star Mile yet. He's he's a three year old colt, and he's a bull, and he's. Um, they, they paid a lot of money for him to get a start, and he's already got a big stallion profile. So the main aim is to sort of win these these two group ones that wait for age against the older horses, and then uh, the All-Star Mile may come on the card. But Thunderstruck being a gelding, uh, his main aim is prize money and um, the All-Star Mile, and then off to Sydney is his, his main target. I'm always fascinated about that when you've got the entire, and you know, they're a great racehorse, and we know the value at stuff, like you just said, but how much of the conversation are you in, in terms of, hey, listen, we might get another preparation out of this horse do, do you engage in in those conversations uh, we do certainly um it's up to the connections uh they own the horse and they'll consult with us but as long as um as long as this horse is performing well at the end of this preparation he'll probably go again to next year and a race like the golden eagle springs to mind it's now worth 10 million and it was designed for these horses to keep them in training rather than for these good young colts go off to start it's for four-year-olds in Sydney, over fifteen hundred. So, tailor made the Jackano. So, uh, given he's a colt who he's yet to really furnish, I, I would think he only keep getting better. And um, yeah, we'd love to keep him in training for that sort of race. And what what does Jamie Carr do? I believe that she's uh, been uh, on two of the the top five in the uh, selection so far. How <laughs> is that going to work? Well, it'll be a tough choice for her, but <laughs> she'll probably give the uh, job to her manager, Lockie Weekly. Does a great job, and she'll have to choose between Thunder and. And Zaki, Zaki, when he comes down for the All-Star Mile. Uh, so we form dependent. Um, she gets along very well with Thunder. And you probably heard from the media a fair bit. We're trying to get this horse to begin a bit better. And she's so good at getting them out of the barriers cleanly and quickly. Uh, unfortunately, tomorrow we've drawn a, a wide barrier. So we'll just be coming back. And I can't see us being much further forward than sort of in the last pair. Uh, but when we get to the big ones, if we can draw kind of barriers and posse up a bit closer, uh, that'll be the difference between, between him you know, winning and running second or third. Mick, it's a terrific race tomorrow. It's a fantastic field. You know, you've got the two favourites in the race at this particular point in time. Uh, Is there a, I don't know, you probably don't like doing this, but have you got a lead for punters out there about how they're both travelling? So both horses are flying. Um, The thing to note is this is Jackano's target race. So he is second up. He's a bit fitter. And he's drawn a kind of barrier. So barrier four allows him to be hopefully... Uh, third wave, he'll definitely be in fun of Thunderstruck, all going well. Thunderstruck is first up. He's a big, burly horse. He normally takes a run to get fit. So he, he's probably lacking fitness on Jackano, and he's drawn wide. That means he comes back. And uh, we know in these races in Melbourne, uh, at weight for age level, it's an advantage to be midfield or forward of, and um, that would you know, have us lean towards Jackano. And I haven't looked at, I haven't done a deep dive into the rest of the card there at Sandown tomorrow, but I imagine you've got a few others going around. Are there any other uh, Price Kent, junior runners, we should be keeping an eye out tomorrow? Yeah, so in race four, the Group 2 Phillies Blue Diamond Prelude, we've got Charmstone. She costs $1.55 million, oh, wow. and she runs as good as she looks. She's very fast. She's won a Group 3 already, and she's a uh, pretty warm favourite. We're delighted with her. She's first up tomorrow and on a Blue Diamond Golden Slipper Pass, and um, she's drawn perfectly. A lot of speed on. She'll be 
uh, sitting midfield and charging home late. So, uh, yeah, watch for her. Just quickly on the slipper stuff and the diamond for that matter, but we, you, you hear the, the whispers about other horses, I imagine, but you, you don't, you, you form an opinion when you get, when they get to the racetrack and you get to see them. How much of a, uh, suck it and see type thing is it with race like you don't really know what you're going to be up against until you see them jump out of the barriers on race day yeah big time uh, a lot of trials and jump outs to analyse and ultimately race day pressure is, is, the, is the ultimate test um, if you haven't debuted by now you're probably not winning the diamond or slipper I would say so we've probably seen everything go to the races and there's some very nice horses the Sydney form is generally stronger uh, they control a lot of better well-bred two-year-olds up there. So anything coming down, watch for. I think Barber in the Colts, uh, James Cummings labelled him, labeled him a weapon. So uh, <laughs> look out for him. And uh, I think Charmstone's the one that uh, from Melbourne Phillies can go up there and be very competitive. Good luck, mate. Thanks for joining yes, us. Good luck. No worries. Thank you, guys. Mick on, Kent Jr. got on Thunderstruck and Jack and O going around tomorrow in the Oar and on Thunderstruck in the All-Star Mile. Oh, com. if you want to vote for it. But it's something too. Hey, listen, we had a very big hour between one and two. Uh, you call, you get on. Not too many opportunities. So after Kelly, Kelly Wilson from the um, Spir- Benio Spirit about to join us, uh, after that, though, we've got a quiz and whatever. Mm. We'll throw the lines open. You call, you get on. Of course you do. Between 2.30. There's Unless been, we run out of time, of course. going on with 899. Well, that's, it's funny, the feedback coming through, but uh, Chris in Batemans Bay, he's on the tools. Gazy, the boys on site are betting on whether 899 has apologised or not. So far, it's four saying no apology, two saying you've received a heartfelt sorry. Update, please. I've got five on an apology. Well, I can't actually. I don't know. No, we eight can nine go nine back and unblock. Eight, 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 here nine. it is. Eight nine yeah. nine one three hundred seven three six oh, yes. seven three six. Nice. You got to call in eight nine nine. Yep. Let and, us hear your voice. And, just, and if you're still angry with us, just no problems. No worries. But if you want to apologise, mm. do it. Man up, mm. and uh, or person up, and uh, as we say these days, and, uh, well, and have a go. There's a bit of Bugs Bunny on the line with the boys uh, out up at, at Bateman's, uh, Bateman's Bay. Bay. Quite right. Hey, the Benigo Spirit uh, up against Southside Flyers this Saturday. They'll be tomorrow at Geelong Arena. Before we get to Kelly, who's having a super season with her team as well. Am I right in saying, my mm-hmm. memory tells me that the mighty Geelong Arena, uh, where the where Geelong used to play in the NBL, yes. of course, mm-hmm. uh, is that where you had a truly hellacious dunk? Uh, the, the only dunk ever recorded from you in, in competitive history? Well, there wasn't a lot. There was more than one, but it was hellacious. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> On Darren Rowe. Darren Rowe was underneath the basket. I'm streaming down the left side. Take off. Cock that sucker back. I mean, that sucker was well behind the head and threw it down with the type of ferocity unseen in the history of the NBL. I wonder how close Kelly Wilson's ever got to dunking a basketball. Her team are well and truly. Oh, she's a feisty little magnificent. organizer, point guard, gets Just it. Makes mm. makes it easy for everyone else. Yeah, of course she as does. Well as well as can, can knock down knock down the shot as I well. Been doing it for a long time and continues to do so for the Bendigo Spirit. Kelly, thanks for joining us. No worries, guys. I certainly haven't made any hellacious dunks in my career, and I can guarantee you that it's not happening anytime soon either. So it won't be replicated tomorrow night. Can you remember seeing Andrew Gaze's dunk, Kelly? Uh, probably not at the Geelong Arena, but mm. um, very familiar with Gazy's work in his well, time. Uh, mm, I'll, I'll, I'll YouTube the link just so you can just <laughs> catch up. Oh, please, with please do. <laughs> no, I'm I, you, I mean, you represent your regional part of Victoria magnificently. Uh, you get to uh, take your talents as a team on the road to Geelong. 
how how exciting is it? How fulfilling is it to be part of a team that takes such high level sport to the regions? So exciting, and the fact that, like you mentioned, we are just proud to represent regional Victoria. So the fact that we get to play in a big regional city like Geelong, we are so excited for the game tomorrow night. We know that um, they've sold a fair few t- tickets already and we are hoping that um, there's a fair few Bendigo Spirit supporters that are coming down. And, and with the, this trip to Geelong, is it, is it just about the game? Are there other activities going on around it? Uh, we've definitely, uh, we came up yesterday, so we've been doing some school clinics and we've also been doing some stuff um, with the TAC and trying to help spread the road safety message throughout regional Victoria. Big game, Kel. It is. Huge game, huge game. The, it is so, so close. And also for us, um, I mean, I don't want to think about it too much, but our last game against the Southside Flyers, they um, pretty much wiped us off the, pl- the floor and played extremely well. So we need to be better tomorrow night uh, to be able to compete with them. And what's been going on? Like you guys came out of the gates really strong, and uh, but it's just been a, a bit variable with your form as well. Can you identify what the issues have been? Well, look, Casey, if we knew the issues, we wouldn't be in the predicament that we're in. But, um, look, every team in the league on any given night has the ability to beat um, one another. So um, Southside are obviously a pretty big team and we've struggled to compete with them in our previous two games. And, Honestly, they've shot so well against us. Um, so for us to be able to compete tomorrow night and hopefully put ourselves in a position to win, we need to be able to, I guess, limit their outside shooting and um, obviously be able to score at the other end. That's important as well. You would have played against her a lot over the journey. You know, the Lauren Jackson stories, you know, we, we know what she's done since she's come back to the game. Is is there a bit of you that's a bit bittersweet that she won't be on the court against you tomorrow night? Oh, look, looking at it from, I guess, a league perspective um, and obviously for the Flyers, like a huge loss for the Flyers, but also for the league, I think we've seen um, throughout the season so far, you can just look at the end of the game and the masses of people there to get, you know, to get a chance to meet Lauren Jackson. And so for her coming back into the league this year, it's just been such a huge positive. Does it change the way that every team plays Southside? Probably. She's a huge focal point. It's Lauren Jackson. Um, but, you know, we go into the game the same as any other game, scouting who they've got on their roster. Hey, Kelly, do you have a view on what's taken place? Uh, I think it was all executed last week with Shyla Hill. She's gone from the Flames. The giggle in the giggle. The giggle. She's gone from the Flames to the fire uh, mid-season. Now, it's all within the rules, and there's – to me, if they're in the, the rules. Yep. Uh, but do you have a view on whether the rules might need some uh, variations? Oh, I think what's happened thus far in the season has opened up a lot of questions that the league probably need to address. But, um, look, it is within the rules, so there's no complaints here from me. Do the rules need to be looked at in terms of maybe there's a point in the season, and this has been mentioned, that um, in terms of, like, deadlines for that kind of stuff, um, needs to be addressed. Yeah, I, I definitely think it, it does. But what they've done is within the rule book. Um, so I can't really complain, can I? No, that's true. No, and you handled that very, very, very nicely. nicely. Thank hey, you. Thank what, you. Does it, what does it say? What is it? And we wouldn't expect anything less from you, by the way. What, do, what does it say about the, the calibre of the league and, and particularly some of the veteran talent 
in the league, Kelly, that the WNBA is still looking. And, you know, recently we've talked about a couple of players who have had contracts extended to them from WNBA franchises. Well, what does it say about the, the calibre of the players still running around, obviously, in the WNBL? I think, um, you know, I've been around in the WNBL for a really long time. And one of the things to me that really stands out is the fact that each year the league does continue to grow in terms of the talent that we're attracting, right? We have had some huge names over here in recent seasons and it just makes the league better and better and more competitive. And the fact now that we have, uh, you know, the majority of our Opal squad playing in the WNBL and like you mentioned, there's a lot of players that are, um, getting these opportunities overseas, whether it be in the WNBA or other leagues, it, it speaks, you know, to the quality of the league. Uh, game's close to a sellout. There's only a couple of seats left. So if you're that way inclined, make sure you jump onto the Spirit website or get your tickets at the door. There might be a handful left over. 7 p.m. tip-off at the Geelong Arena tomorrow night. Southside flies up against the mighty Bendigo Spirit. Cal, good luck. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much. All the very best. Kelly, Kelly Wilson, Kelly. absolute champion good of luck. the game here in Australia. And, uh, at 39 years young, still get, still leads the league in assists, and uh, she's part of a very, very good team. Yes. Oh, well, blimey. Just, the volume just went the up, volume just it? went through the roof. I don't know what Rod did. Hey, Rod. Just had a little conniption. Mm. And, of course, Paul Maley, who you played a lot of basketball. Uh, Molly. Annalie Maley's still going beautifully. She, and is, a... she, is a, she is the Dennis Rodman of in regards to her oh, rebounding blimey, capacity. I was going to say. No, she just... Maniacal the way she goes after the ball. It's right. fantastic to watch. I love watching her play. Bit of history here, by the way. Twelve past two. You call, you get on. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a quiz coming up after the break, but in and around that, we're just throwing the lines open, and you want to take it wherever you like. Uh, some people will because you weren't very athletic. Some people, you, I mean, yes. Andrew, some people will doubt that you were actually did dunk in, a, in an actual game. Oh, it's there for everyone to see. Philip in Rosanna can testify to the fact that you oh, did I'm it. I'm liking this. Phil, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Radar. Drewy. Hey, Hello. Phil. G'day, mate. I was one of the lucky ones uh, in the Tigers and Looms that followed you guys all over the place in the 1990s, Drewy. Fantastic. Including on the 92 tour of the US and... Radar, you better just bite your tongue. Drewy used to dunk every every game, mostly in the warm-up. Thank you. You'd always throw him down in the warm-up. But I was at Geelong when he basically gave Darren Rose some face music. And I've never heard a crowd go up as I did that day. And as, as Drewy and, and Stu's Vickerman would tell you, um, dunking's fine. But you only get two points for a dunk. You don't get three. That's right. So, when they start giving dunks three points, we'll start dunking a bit more. That's right. A little overrated, the dunk, isn't oh, it? Overrated. It, that's well, that's you were not, there's no need to dunk when you're knocking them down from 40 feet. Mm. I mean, why would you bother dunking? Oh, it does get the people up and about. It's a, it is a, a a great way to express yourself. And it's a, it's the part that I think, Phil, let's be honest, most people that watch basketball love to see the athleticism with people throwing it no, down. No, hey, Phil, are you still there? Yes. Let, let me let me. I'm just going to play a bit of audio, mate. See if you can remember remember the audio. I'm sure you would have watched the replay when you got home. Quickly to gaze. Oh, Elliot coming up. No. Gaze. Outrageous. Look at Radke. <laughs> the Tigers can't believe it. Oh, that's rude. <laughs> Stephen Quartermain. Stephen Quartermain couldn't believe what he saw that, that night. Phil. thing. Mate. Amazing. I'd <laughs> lost for words. Good on is. you, Philip. Thanks for joining, mate. Uh, Quartermain had seen it all. He was uh, there every step of the way mm-hmm. as basketball was going through that 
golden period, yep. period, and uh, he couldn't believe what he was uh, no, saying. No, just uh, when you're logging 48 minutes a game, you just needed to conserve the energy a little bit, uh, Andy. Now, Leonard Copeland, who gives me no credit whatsoever, reckons the ring was low. There was no way the ring was low. It was regulation rings and just uh, caught a nice little bit of the floor that just gave me a little little pop. Nice. Perfect. Love it. Hey, hey, Andy, we have got the uh, the Lumo Energy Quiz coming up. It's no spin, just energy deals with Lumo Energy. That's all coming up. We had it yesterday. We're doing it again today. Indeed. It's all about the cricket. And uh, you need to uh, jump on the line if you want to be a part of it. Jump on it right now, as a matter of fact, because we're going to go to a break. Uh, we're talking to Mick Kent Jr. before about his running around the all-stakes tomorrow. Uh, go to sportsbet.com.au to find out all the best odds regarding the punt uh, and all other sports, of course. And in the break, 447, he said, uh, before the show ends, can you please just have a Harry Himmelberg update, please? <laughs> That's clever by you. one 736 If you want to participate in the Lumo quiz, get on the line.